Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. The Dow, the S&P, and NASDAQ all moved higher today. S&P 500 index up 14, a gain there of six-tenths of 1%. The Dow up 55, up three-tenths of 1%. NASDAQ at a record up 60 to 64.28, a gain there of 1%. The 10-year up 3.30 seconds. The yield 2.12 percent. Gold rallying 13.20 the ounce, up 1 percent to 13.23. Crude oil, West Texas Intermediate, up 2.5 percent, 47.09 a barrel. Gasoline surged 13.5 percent. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is your Bloomberg Real Estate Report. I'm Denise Pellegrini. Believe it or not, it has gotten more affordable to buy a home. That's in June anyway compared to May. And that is according to Mark Fleming. He's chief economist at First American. On an unadjusted basis, nominal house prices have increased by 5.4% compared to a year ago. When you account for purchasing power, that is the changes due to income growth and low interest rates, uh, a modest decline in buying power adjusted house prices last month. And Fleming says that is unusual in the peak of the home buying season. Much more likely to see it in the fall and early winter. When you take into account purchasing power and interest rates like this, First American says real home prices are actually more than 30% lower than their 2006 peak. Seattle, Nashville, Charlotte, Tampa, and Sacramento, among the metros with the biggest increases in real home prices in the past year. San Antonio, Dallas, and Houston, among the metros where real home prices have declined the most. And that's your Bloomberg Real Estate Report. I'm Denise Pellegrini. This is Bloomberg Markets with Carol Masser and Corey Johnson on Bloomberg Radio. earlier some of the finer things in terms of the construction project underway here at the U.S. Open, that project now in year four. Uh, let's get a bit, though, on what's being done for the fan experience, some finer things there as well, and uh, really more specifically the player experience. Stacey Allister is chief executive of Pro Tennis for the U.S. Tennis Association. I said uh, fans, but I meant players. <laughs> what? You know what? Uh, our strategy with the players really is all about the fans. What do you mean when you say that? You know, this is tennis, tennis's biggest show in the United States. And everything around the U.S. Open is to promote and grow the sport. So not only is the U.S. Open the financial engine for the USTA, it's this promotional tool and marketing tool to inspire kids to want to play tennis. For those that are in the game already, that they might get fired up to stay in the game and play more, whether they be kids or adults. Right. It could be a casual fan that's not playing but watches more. And so everything around what we can do to help the athletes perform at their best helps us ultimately to promote the game. So tell me what it's like dealing with some of these. Um, dealing is a, a bad word, and, <laughs> and it feels like it has a negative connotation. And I don't don't mean that. But you have to interact with uh, the players. So what's involved in kind of making this happen? It is such a grand event. Our job, particularly at this time of the year, this is the last Grand Slam of the year. Mm-hmm. The athletes come to New York very tired. Yeah, everyone's playing with injuries. A lot of they're on. A, they have a lot of pressure on them. Their year-end rankings are at stake. Uh, year-end bonus contracts are at stake. How they'll get into next year's Grand Slams and ATP and WTA events. So they ought, and they're coming to New York. It is the greatest city in the world, but we know it's not an easy city. 
to get from Manhattan out here to Queens. So our motto is twofold. Number one, we want to create the most exceptional experience on the court for the athletes to win yeah. and off the court so that they they and their family and friends have a great time. I'll talk about that second. <laughs> Let's talk about our jobs to help them win. Yeah. So it's basics. What do they need? They need reliable transportation. They need to be picked up when they need to be picked up to get here to practice. They need practice courts that are similar to the competition course. A lot of science, actually, that goes yeah, in no, I... to the speed of these 17 competitive courts. Plus, we have 10 additional practice courts in the park and five additional practice courts on Randall's Island. So they need their practice courts. That's key. The next thing, nutrition. They are finely tuned athletes. And fuel, nutrition is their fuel. So we've had a complete overhaul with our player uh, food services. Much more organic. A new grill has been put in so they can customize their meals, whether it be they want to have a, a lean protein. Right. Uh, they want to have it with ancient grains. Uh, the salad bar is like going to Whole Foods. And 95% of our guests are international. Right. That's right. And so uh, our chefs have done a terrific job at creating to our international guests and giving them more of a European and an Asian option rather than perhaps what we might have looked for uh, from a North American uh, lens. That's a lot of work. After, Yeah, it is, but it's our job. Right, because right. Because... Happy players, right. happy fans. It's not rocket science. No, 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 right. It's a good experience. Um, I kidded, but we were talking about um, the player swag. This is a new thing this year? It is. So now we go to the off-court experience. This is week in, week out on a 43-week, year-long calendar. How do we make their experience at New York extra special? And why? Why should we care? Because they're going to talk positively about the U.S. Open brand. They are our promotional tool right. to talk about tennis in this country. And if they're talking well about the U.S. Open, the USTA, that's good for our business. So this year we upped our game with their, with the gift. And so it was hosted by Nordstrom. It was a pop-up store. Uh, and they literally walked in and selected premium luxury gifts with a retail value of $1,500. Uh, the little blue box from Tiffany was everyone's favorite. I bet. <laughs> and, you know, there was a wow factor. They went in and they thought, oh, I pick one item? Uh, no, you pick one of everything. That's pretty cool. This is like going to Oprah. This is like being on Oprah's <laughs> show, right? Yeah, bit. look at it. And so uh, we, we hit it out of the park with uh, with the swag bag. And it was kind of cool because you didn't get your swag bag unless you're in the main draw. Okay. So we had a few of the qualifiers going in. And I heard... <laughs> One of the younger siblings of a qualifier, and what are we doing in here? And the qualifier said, it's my motivation. <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that if she, he or she qualified in the main draw for $50,000, she was pretty interested in that swag bag. So these are the things that do motivate them. But it's interesting what you said about you want the players to have a positive experience, right? They have some really big tournaments throughout <laughs> the year that they go to, but... It's a business, bottom yeah, line. It's a massive business. And without all these fans, I mean, it's pretty tremendous. Now, mind you, it's kind of a perfect day sold in New York. Sold out again today. But sold out, and I, I think I read like four days. Yeah, yeah, we had out. to, we had to put, uh, sold out because 
People are used to coming here and getting general admission passes. Interesting when you take a sport like golf. I grew up in a golf family, right? And it's they're having a harder time with the younger generation. But I'm amazed at the amount of young individuals. We just had a Bloomberg colleague come by with two young kids, her two young kids. It's a family event. It is a family event. And that's what it's all about for us, getting families and kids to play this great sport. We know we could play from your four to 94. Right. And you can play with your friends. You can play with your family. And as you see around these grounds, the new uh, strategic program, Net Generation, to get kids into the game. When I, when I arrived last year, I said, well, what about kids on court? Oh, no, no, no. We don't do kids on court. We do Arthur Ashe Kids Day. Now, on all stadium courts before the match, 24 kids are out there hitting balls. How cool is that? Part of our net generation. And they're tossing coins. And for the final, every single final, from wheelchair to doubles to singles, the next generation of champions will present the trophies, too. That's pretty cool. 2017 U.S. Open That is pretty cool. Listen, I wish you well. I know you're a busy lady. I know you've been busy for a while, and I know it kind of is never ending. But thank you. And thank thank you you for hosting us. We appreciate it. Stacey Allister, she's chief executive of Pro Tennis at the USTA, the United States Tennis Association. We are live on site at the U.S. Open in Flushing, Queens. We'll be back again tomorrow. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets, and this is Bloomberg Radio.